Welcome to Make Dance Fun, the podcast from Confetti on the Dance Floor that's all about adding fun, festiveness, and a little fancy to your dance studio. We're so happy to be back for season three, where we'll continue to share tips, tricks, tools, and all the things that have helped us run a successful business for three decades. I'm Danny Rosenberg. And I'm Becca Moore. Together, we own Rhythm Dance Center in Marietta, Georgia, where we are known for our fun and energetic atmosphere. We are self-proclaimed maximalist, and we always think more is more. We created Confetti on the Dance Floor to inspire dance teachers and studio owners through our fun products, creative and sometimes crazy ideas, engaging content, and of course, this podcast. So let's get started and make dance fun. Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of the Make Dance Fun podcast. We are in that time of year right now when costuming our performing company dancers is a huge, huge project, Um, a lot that we have to get accomplished this season before they can all get on stage for their first events. So we thought, since we are in the thick of it right now, that we would share some of the process for the custom costumes that we create for our performing company dancers. And I think, like, if you're somebody who does that for your studio you know that it's like, it's a really big... It's labor a labor of love. It's a, it's a labor <laughs> of love. I, that's a great way to put it. It's a labor of love because I think so many people really have no idea all that goes in. They, I think a lot of times people just see the end result and they're like, oh, where did where you, did you order find that? that? And I'm like, well, how long do you have to hear? <laughs> and, you know, they're not all that that extensive but like most of our main like our jazz costumes or our production costumes are pretty extensive and so yeah so anyway go ahead you can keep on going (laughs) i interrupted you yeah so really since day one of rhythm dance center like literally before we even officially opened we have made it a priority to create something really unique and special for as many of our pieces as possible. We just feel like the kids work so hard all year long. The choreographers are working hard. The teachers pour so much into the pieces and into the dancers themselves. So it's only fitting for them to be dressed the best they could be dressed from head to toe in something super special when they walk on stage. So for the costumes that are 100% custom, the process, like Becca was saying, is pretty extensive, um, but it is still one of the, our favorite things that we do. I feel like we say that all the time. Yeah. But we obviously love what we do, but it's just the creative well, it's, process. Yeah, it's, just, it's, so, it's, it's one of the creative things. It's so another avenue to utilize the <laughs> the, our creativity. Yeah. So, of course, that being said, they can be on the much pricier side, but it really is well worth it in the end if you can make it happen. Um, plus, we have a good balance. We, you know, we have... A handful of our costumes are custom and pricier, but we have also other costumes that, you know, we may be purchasing and styling that are a little bit more reasonably priced. So we have a good balance um, across the board with our costumes. So here are just a few things that we do and we think about um, during the process of our custom costumes. Yeah, so we're basically going to try to go through all the steps with you guys and just kind of talk you through exactly how we do it. And I think that everybody probably does it a little bit differently, or you may do custom costumes, but maybe you hire. I know that there's a lot of like really amazing costume designers like on Instagram that you can hire to do that whole process for you. And I do know that 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 is even more expensive than what we're doing. But I do think that like, there's a lot of really cool, creative people creating great stuff, but it just depends on you and your studio. But for us, right now, Danny and I are designing 
pretty much every custom costume that you see. Um, we have had other choreographers in the past that have designed it, but ultimately I think that they They're just, enjoying being in the classroom more. Yeah, right now, and they right? know that it's kind of like one of the things that we enjoy doing. We enjoy doing, we're good at it. So I feel like they're just like, well, you just do my costume. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to do your costume. <laughs> so right now, basically all the ones that are custom made, we did we did all the design work. We picked out all the fabric and more. And then we have our um we have a costumer. Miss um, Beth Mason, that we are very fortunate. <laughs> she's amazing. She's amazing at what she does. She's great to work with. And she's doing all of our, um, she's making all of our costumes right now. So she's really great. Step so, one. so inspiration, step one. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to talk to the choreographer to see like what thoughts that they have. Sometimes they have them, sometimes they don't. I also, I always want to make sure that I watch the piece multiple times. I want to kind of know the vibe of the music. I want to know like what the kids are like, like what their age is, like how are they performing the piece? You know, is it like... What's the intent behind it? Yeah, is it an intense jazz number? Is it a... Lighthearted. Fun jazz number. Is it something that's quirky and different? Like, so just making sure that we have a clear idea of what the dancers are, like what the age of the dancers are, you know, all of that kind of stuff we're going to take into consideration before we start designing it. Uh, also, we are going to look at magazines. Love magazines. Actually, on our last trip to New York, I was telling uh, uh, Danny and also, our friend Christy was with us. And um, one of the great things about New York is there's a magazine store on every magazine. corner. And they're literally like, it's almost like going to a little art gallery or something. Because yeah. they're the magazines are like someone's creative love. Like it's somebody's passion. literal passion to create some of those magazines with like different fashion editorials. And or maybe they're creating a look for, uh, you know, uh, they're creating a look for a designer, they're creating a look for a show, and they've put together this whole book of their creative process or whatever it is. But uh, we ended up going to a couple the last time we were in New York and getting a bunch because it's so great to use for inspo. And I used to have so many magazines. I used to subscribe to every single one. <laughs> and she could not purge any of them. I couldn't purge. I've gotten better, but I, um, yeah, I love, I love a magazine. I love sitting down and looking at it and even everything from the ads to the fashion editorials and whatnot. So that's always um, a great thing. So like I said, we got some really fun ones and we looked at those. We also, Pinterest is, oh my goodness, it it is inspiration overload. It is insane. And now Pinterest with their algorithm, they, if you start looking for, you know, like if we're looking for, I don't know, glam rocker costume or glam rocker fashion or whatever, and you type that in and you look at, if you look at five or six photos, all of a sudden your, your Pinterest feed is going to be all glam rocker costumes. Yep. Or not costumes, whatever but whatever it is. So that's a great thing. If you're not using Pinterest for inspiration, um, check it out. Because you also can even upload a photo to Pinterest and it'll show you other images that look kind of like that. So anyway, Pinterest, we always create a Pinterest board. And I like a Pinterest board to be 
to have like some literal images that I like, but also if it's a, I'm going to go back to the glam rocker thing. Mm -hmm. If it's that, I might want to, you know, have a picture of like a, I don't know, a musical or a band that's performing on stage or a disco ball with studs all over it or a pair of crazy biker boots that are really cool. Like, basically, I just want to look at... Yeah, things that obviously are not going to be put on the dance Yes, but but a collection of images that that can inspire a vibe. So, anyway. Inspiration. Yeah, so that's inspiration. Step one. Step two is the actual design part of it. Um, we, We start sketching. When I say we, I mean Becca. I will sketch, but mine are nowhere near the artist artistic ways of Becca. Um, she sketches lots of ideas and drafts of what might work for the costume. And this is, of course, stemming from all the inspiration that we gather from step one that Becca just talked about. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's a quick process. You like just start sketching. You're like, this is great. And then we can plug in fabrics or whatever. And then sometimes you hit a roadblock and we're like, I, we feel like we've done the same sleeve four times. Like, what can we do that's different? And that's like any other creative process. You just kind of step away from it for a second and go back to the Pinterest board. And, and I will tell you that I have back. a couple of sketchbooks that I like. And I think I literally got my last ones on Amazon and I just, I don't know, you just search sketchbooks. But there are a bunch of books that have like the actual body forms already on them. So you don't have to really... I mean, I can draw one, like I can draw one and I, that's the way I used to always do it. But, and that's usually how I start. If you look in any notebook, I have 800 random sketches of stuff. But then once I get it down, I will actually take one of the sketchbooks and use that body form because it's much more, um, proportionate. Yeah. Proportionate. Yeah. And then I also have 800 different, uh, (laughs) Like markers, pencils, colored pencil sets, and all of that as well. Yeah. So that's kind of the general order of things of how it works. Like we'll do a design and then plug in fabric. But there's also times that we see fabric that we're like, oh my God, we felt fall in love with the fabric immediately. We're like, this is the coolest thing. I don't know where what we're gonna put it, but we have to use this fabric. And that can sometimes dictate what the design is going to be because if it doesn't stretch, which is every seamstress's nightmare, um, it might have to be in a certain spot of the costume or whatever. So usually design comes first and then fabric, which is what Becca's going to talk about next. But that's kind of... Yeah, I do agree with that though. I mean, there have been so many times when we've been in New York or Atlanta or wherever we're shopping for fabric and we're like, that's it. We like, have to have it. Like, we'll see... We did it in New York this time. We yeah. still don't have a design for one of these costumes. Right. But, but we, we have, have the fabric. We saw here. it and, I mean, we're looking at it right now. It's right in front of us and, like, we love it and we're like, we're using that. Like, we... So that's kind of a cool thing, honestly, I think. A lot of times, I sometimes I even like that that's better yeah. because when I have something that I already love, it makes the design process easier, right. if that makes sense. You're not, like, pigeonholed into yeah. filling, filling the yeah. design. So step three is to find the fabric, and we are lucky. We are in Atlanta, and we have a couple of great fabric stores. One is called Gail, Gail K. If you are an Atlanta person, you know Gail K. They've been around forever. Pretty awesome stuff. And also, um, we go to Fine Fabrics as well, and it is overwhelming. We, it's overwhelming. It's really big. It just depends on it, it depends on what we're looking for yeah. to where we go. It depends on what we're looking for. But great finds at yeah. times and then not. Yeah, we found a couple of like really great things there that like I feel like have been really unique that have worked. And you know, it's just like anything else. Like sometimes you might go and walk through and there's you don't like anything, but if you're looking for something specific, like there was a costume we were looking for that needed to be white and textured. 
we're never going to, we were, uh, we've never looked for white textured. Right. I don't think anything, but that specific one, we found that there and it was absolutely perfect. perfect for what we needed. So it just depends on obviously what you're looking for. But yeah, in Atlanta, we have Gale K and Fine Fabrics. Obviously, there's also tons of online options. But it's just harder scares, because scares like you just you don't like not not even just going beyond the color, but what it feels, feels like, like and the stretches. quality and does it stretch four ways or even sometimes fabric with four way stretch is weird. Is weird. Sometimes it's, it's too same. stretchy. Yeah. Sometimes it's not stretchy enough. So I think that that's the difference in buying a quality fabric versus a cheaper fabric yeah. is the quality fabric. The stretch is going to it's going to actually fit a dancer's body better. And also the difference in if you can actually see it and feel it in person yes so if we're not in atlanta uh, and we go to new york city multiple times a year and the main reason we do that is for the options obviously but in addition because we have such large performing companies there are times that we might need 50 yards of a fabric to create a costume that we're doing we're never gonna find that in atlanta it's really hard. If it's a basic, if it's a solid lycra, yeah, you can find 50 yards. But if it's like a sequin or a print or something like that, you need to, like, it's just so much easier to find it in New At York. Source, yeah. It's it's honestly more affordable, the fabric there. Like, you usually get a better deal because you're buying so many yards of it. So it really does make uh, sense for us to do that in New York. And we're really good at it. Like we have a system and a process that we do. So we can kind of go and do it pretty quickly. Um, so, but what we usually do in New York is we usually walk around the first day we're there and we take photos of everything that we like and that is available before we make any decisions. And then once we know what's out there, we'll come back to the hotel that night, or maybe we'll even just go have lunch or sit in a coffee shop or whatever, kind of look through and decide, you know, what we like, what we need. Sometimes the design is already done and we know we're looking for a certain type of fabric. A lot of times, like we talked about earlier, we might find the fabric and then that motivates the design. But either way, um, once we do that, we'll usually we'll reach out to Beth, especially if it's something like, let's say it's a unitard or something that's like a really full skirt, we're going to reach out to her to find out how many yards we need. But a lot of it, we've been doing it for so long. Like we, we, we know, like, okay. so we just estimate and figure out how much fabric we need. Um, and then uh, we go back, we, we purchase it all um, and we ship it back to Atlanta or we bring our big suitcases. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we'll just bring it home on a suitcase. Also in New York, like there's so many prints and colors and that is something that I think that we're kind of known for. We love like combining prints together. Unexpected. Um, the unexpected and just creating something that feels fun and unique. And so that's always a fun thing to do in New York or just to, you know, do all that. Um, and then also just to share with you a few of our favorite stores in New York City, Mood, which you've all heard of. Mm -hmm. um, to me, that's the best ever. It's the ultimate. Even if we're not buying something there, we're always so inspired there. Just the energy, honestly, the energy and the and it's just so it's just an artistic vibe. Yeah, it's just it's just cool. It's and it's just fun. It's again, it's kind of like going to an art gallery, yeah. looking at some of those really expensive, beautiful fabrics. It's like, woo. And we're always like, could we just find something like this? Because <laughs> usually we can't afford it. Uh, but anyway, or if we find something there that we really love, like maybe we'll just use like a small piece of it somewhere, like for you know, their top or for like something like one part of a skirt or whatever. Uh, we also love Spandex House. Um, 
they have all the stretch fabrics, colors, prints, and sequins. We spend a ton of time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also like high trim, which um, they're great. All the fancy stuff. You probably, if you are a dance studio owner, you, you probably like know about high trim. Like they're awesome. Awesome to work with. All the sparkle, all the feathers, all of the options for trimming. Any type, yeah. Any type so of trim fun. you need, you've got that there. We also, there's a few stores that have specialty sparkle and silks. And that's what Danny was saying earlier. A lot of those are non-stretch. So you have to, you know, obviously find a special place for that because you can't make a whole fitted silk. And expect them to. Costume for yeah, and a expect dancer. Them to definitely <laughs> work. Uh, there's also a store called Vardom Inc. And I think it's on 37th. Yes. Is that right? Um, tiny little place. It's a tiny little place. The same lady has been in there forever and ever and ever. But they have a great selection of patches and really cute, cute, cute ribbons, cool ribbons. Like ruffly ribbons. Yes. Just, and then, like, um, lots of embroidered um, pieces as well. We just got some... Um, I don't, what do you call it? Like a band, like a embroidered. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, almost like, yeah. It's embro- anyway. it's, it could be like used like a belt or something. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. embroidered. It looks like a big piece of ribbon, but it's actually yeah. embroidered. It's really cool. But anyway, we like that store. There's also a store. I have no clue what the name of it is. Do you know what the name of it is? The one that's been closing for 15 years? Like they no, literally have signs all over the outside of their store that's discount. like store closing last day. Da 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 da. It has literally been the same <laughs> signs for as long as I can remember. We did buy some stuff in there this time. They actually great have it's too. it's very crowded in there, but they have some. Um, they had a great selection a of lo- a large of quantity of the velvet too. sequin stuff. They had a great selection of that, and then of the um, what's the stuff called neoprene? Neoprene, or, yeah, scuba, scuba. Stuff. Um, they had a great selection of colors in there for good prices. So anyway, you can just find some good stuff there. Um, yeah. And then the only other thing I was going to say, and this really has nothing to do. Well, I guess it does. Um, <laughs> just for finding fabric, the most labor intensive costume that we do. And the most exciting one is our production costume. Like this year, we're doing R- Rhythm Nation Barbie Dream Vacation. Um, but we haven't mo- thought about it yet, but we're really yeah, excited. But like last year, we it. did Wonder in Rhythm Land. And so every main character had a completely different costume and a completely different design. And so it's just very labor intensive to, first of all, design those costumes and then to find the fabric. But also, there's, you know, 80 something people in the number. So finding a way to make all of that cohesive. Like it's, it's a huge challenge, but it's also our favorite challenge. And like just to see that all come to life on stage and, it's just really fun and exciting. And it's the yes. theme of the year. So it really, I think, sets the tone oh, for our show. The be- beginning we, of the show. Like you're, full, yeah. full, full speed ahead on that one. All right. So that was a long one. Step three, finding the fabric. That's what that was. <laughs> oh, gosh. Step four is uh, meeting with Beth. Be- uh, Becca mentioned who Beth was. Beth Mason's awesome. Um, we meet with Beth and we give her the design, the sketches that Becca does. We go over the specifics. We talk about all the different fabrics. We usually have the fabric in hand in front of us. We show her what goes where. Um, sometimes we may need to order solid fabrics. We don't usually buy solid fabrics when we're in New York, um, only because we can order those. We know what we're going to get. A lot of times we do look, though. We, we, we find the color because we right. have color cards. So we'll find the color, make sure that we want the matte lycra or the shiny lycra or the velvet or right. whatever and it is. We just, we just let her order it so that she gets the correct yardage. And then we don't have to worry about shipping or carrying it back. Um, 
And after that, we have that initial meeting, she will go and she'll create the sample of the costume. And then step five, once that sample's done, she brings it to the studio. We find a dancer that's in the studio about the same size as the sample. We put it on the dancer. They move around. We really just make sure that it's the overall look is what we were imagining or what the choreographer was imagining. And we make sure that, you know, it's going to move well and fit well and everything stays in place where it needs to be. And this is the time where we make any changes or tweaks to the design. I mean, most of the time, it's usually pretty good. It may just be moving a strap over somewhere. But for the most part, she nails it pretty, pretty close. Um, But yeah, so that's number step number five is just making sure the sample works. And then it goes into production. Step number six, she takes it home or to her to her um, team and they go into full production and sometimes it's a week sometimes it's two weeks but um well i was gonna it say it's funny that's, it's really funny that step six is costume goes into production because there's so much before it we could do or not we because we don't do that part but there could be another po- whole podcast episode on what um, she part. does yes. because it is insane yeah it is insane it's like it is such a tedious process because she has to create a pattern and all just the different sizes and cut out all the little pieces that have to be sewn together and turned inside out and it's a lot create a ruffle and yeah so all of that is obviously that's her part that yes. we are not sharing we do not, today we do not see we that not, part. yeah but she's we really awesome at what she does and super organized so it's a it's great so after all of that happens then we go to step seven and that is her coming in to do a full fitting with everyone in the company or the group the costume is for. And this is usually, usually takes a minute, honestly, because depending on what the costume is, she might have to, you know, there may, sometimes there have to be two different fittings, just depending on how it is getting pieced together and whatnot. So she'll come in and she'll do a full fitting with all the dancers. And then she will take that home and she will sew it all together, finish it, hem it, surge it whatever the final step is and then she will deliver the costume and that is awesome and then step eight when we get the costume um we go into embellishment which is basically really fun fun yeah like adding that adding the sprinkles and the cherry on top of the sundae essentially and we usually will decide on the embellishment. Honestly, after we see the final thing, a lot of times we already know, like, or we may get, like, at high trim, we may get, like, a couple of pieces that we know is going to go on something. But, like, usually we look to see what the final thing, you know, the final result looks like before we decide what we need. And we will order rhinestones. A lot of times we hot glue appliques or patches or pom-pom balls or we've, we have hot glued many different things onto costumes (laughs) to make them what we would like them to be. But we always want to put a final fun, creative touch on it. And then once everything, we have all of that, um, the embellishments here, we usually have Karen who works for us. Um, She has been, um, both of her girls danced um, in Edge, our Edge performing company. And she's been around Rhythm for forever and she's really great. And so she... We will usually kind of tell her what we want, and she's great at doing it, and she will usually create a sample costume, or one of us will do it as well, just depending. And if it's a, we have a lot going on, then definitely me or Danny will do it as well. Um, And then we divide up all the things, like we have to count out the rhinestones and cut up the appliques and put them all in a Ziploc baggie, put the kids' names on it, their parents come in, they pick them up. 
and um, they take them home and they are responsible for embellishing their own costumes. We also, um, Karen will create a, a video with instructions and also take tons of photos so that they have a, you know, a guide to go by to yeah. get their, their costumes. Which is, which is super helpful done. for them. Yeah. So that's how we do it. That's how we create custom costumes for our company dancers. We've definitely had um, several people reach out with questions, especially coming off of nationals and stuff. People are like, where, how did you do that? What is the process? So for the fully unique and custom designed costumes for performing company dancers to really pop and stand out from the crowd at competitions, this is that's what we do. That's the process. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just another fun way for us to use our creativity. Um, and like I said at the beginning too, we don't we do not follow this process for every single costume. Depending on the concept and music and the vision of the choreographers, we purchase many costumes. We buy parts and pieces, um, and then we put them all together and style them. These are actually all the things that, along with our year-end show costumes, these are all the things that we're going to talk about in our next episode. But we just wanted to share, you know, exactly what we do for our custom costumes. Yeah, and they're super awesome and fun, and we love them. (laughs) We hope you found this information helpful or inspiring for your next costume project, and we hope it can help you add a little fun to the process Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you guys have a great week and we will be back soon on the Make Dance Fun podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.